The only reason that I have the success and the only reason that I'm even talking to you today is because I've failed so many times. And so there's a balance between mentors, coaches, programs, trying to get the cheat codes so we don't fail. There's a balance between that and just never doing anything. And at some point in time, you have to stop learning and you have to start moving. You have to start getting into motion and making mistakes and just learning the hard way. And yes, we want to mitigate the size of the mistakes and lose less money if possible. And we do that through mentors, courses, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is at some point in time, you've learned enough and you got to just get moving. Are you looking for true personal freedom? The freedom to design a life you truly desire? Then you're absolutely in the right place. True personal freedom comes from when you take 100% responsibility and control of your money and your mind. Here, you're going to learn ideas, tips, and wisdom that's gonna help you bridge the gap from where you are now to your dream life in the future. My name is Randy Wilson, and welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Rich Mind Podcast. Today, I am super excited to have on the line with me, Mike Ayala. Mike is a successful husband, is a successful father of three. He's built a huge organization as far as businesses. He has real estate. He is very active in the mobile home space as far as with real estate and that type of thing. He helps couples with a couples mastermind. He has all kinds of things that I know, and I'm super excited to get into this conversation with Mike uh, to dig a little bit deeper, but super excited to have him here on the show today. I know he's going to add a ton of value uh, to you, the listeners. So Mike, welcome to the podcast. Randy, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. First off, man, uh, for those that aren't familiar with Mike Ayala, uh, the man, uh, the investor, the husband, the father, can you get a little bit of context, who you are, where you're from, just a little bit of, about yourself? Yeah. So currently, um, Karen and I live in Austin, Texas. We've been here for probably a year and a half now. Actually, it's probably getting closer to two years almost. But yeah, so uh, Karen and I have been married for 23 years. It'll be 24 years in May. Um, We've got a 22-year-old son. Um, He'll be 23 in May. Uh, We have a 21-year-old, well, Tim's 20, but he'll be 21 next next week. So um, I'm I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but he's 21. And then Kate and our youngest is 19. Um, Dylan just got engaged. So we're adding a daughter to the family. Yeah, just, you know, I've, I started my first business at the age of 24 and, and then quickly started investing in real estate. And, you know, most of that was driven by the fact that, you know, we were, we were slaves to someone else's schedule and time and, you know, demands on me and everything else. And it's not really, you know, what I wanted. So I was fortunate to, you know, really have my awakening at an early age. I I don't know that if you would have asked me, you know, prior to the age of 24, if I was going to be, you know, an entrepreneur or an investor or any of that, I that I would have said yes, because that's not really, you know, I wasn't somebody that was like, hey, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I was always entrepreneurial, um, selling suckers in junior high, all kinds of stuff. But uh, yeah, I don't know that I would have, you know, identified as an entrepreneur, but, um, you know, through, again, being a slave to somebody else's schedule. And, um, you know, I heard Robert Kiyosaki say that the thing that's scary is to wake up on January 1st and know what you're going to make by December 31st. And I really resonated with that. And so, you know, through a series of events, we left and started a business and then started investing. And so, you know, you fast forward, um, that brings you to today. And, um, you know, I've always kind of um, tried to keep 
the business in its place and the investments in its place. Um, the reason why so many people are frustrated with their jobs is because they're a slave to somebody else's schedule. But then what we do is we, you know, leave someone else's schedule and we become a slave to our own schedule. And so I think I've done a pretty good job of, you know, balancing business and entrepreneurship and investing with keeping what's important, important. And that's really, you know, families. I've been saying it a lot lately, but it's like REM. I, I condense it to REM in my mind, not the band. Um, relationships, experiences, and memories. And that's what kind of drives everything we're looking for. But we tend to get that out of balance sometimes. So I think, you know, if there's any one thing that identifies me, it's a husband, it's a family man. It's a guy who loves to have experiences and relationships and memories, as I talk about. Um, and the businesses and the investments are just there to fuel that. So there we go. That's awesome. That's awesome. So getting into just a few questions, just dive a little bit deeper into some of that to pull out some of that wisdom, some of that, those experiences, those relationships those types of things. Uh, one question I have is, as far as your biggest influence, who has been the biggest influence in your life up to this point? Man, I've got a couple, but um, you know, I'll, I'll say the maybe not so obvious. I think my real dad, um, who was a great example of what I didn't want. I mean, he was not a good husband. He was not a good father. He was just not a good person. He was lazy. He was unmotivated. And you know, I think growing up in that environment until the age of eight, it really taught me what I didn't want to be. And so, you know, I think we can have as many uh, lessons and experiences from those negative times, whether it's something that someone taught us or whether it's a bad experience in business or challenging times in business. I think we underestimate the value of those negative experiences to, you know, really have a positive influence on our life. Um, you know, I think a lot of times people are like, oh, why is this happening to me? Poor me. But really, um, you can take those negative experiences and turn them into positive. If um, you know, probably the most positive influence in my life, uh, positive person and positive influence was probably my wife, Kara. Um, you know, and I, um, so many times when I, uh, bring this up, I don't want to give a cliche answer, but man, she's just, you know, I, I, she's just a gem. She's full of wisdom and, you know, we've been aligned. I know one of the issues in entrepreneurship and investing, a lot of times couples are not aligned and that's really why we do the work we do at the couples mastermind. But Karen and I have always been kind of aligned, um, you know, and it's kind of funny too, because I'm not a huge uh, astronomy type person, but you know, she's an Aries and I'm a Libra and, and those two signs can be either really bad for each other or really good. And we just tend to be really good. And I think part of the reason behind that is because we, you know, we just give each other grace and we communicate often and we spend a lot of time together and, um, we don't really nag and nitpick at each other. And so she's just taught me a lot about grace and, and forgiveness and and just what it is to be a good human and and just back to that family dynamic man there's nothing more important to her than you know raising amazing kids and just having a tight family unit and we've been able to do that so um i'll, I'll throw kara in the mix from a positive standpoint that's a very good idea that's a very good yeah. idea and and having known kara myself right you're yeah you hit the jackpot man congratulations it's one of those yeah. things that back in the day, right? You don't necessarily know, but as you fast forward and get on with life, you start realizing the, all the good that comes with that partnership and yeah. how you can uh, develop that in a way that is is so meaningful, uh, not only for you, but for your kids and for your community, for everything that you, you come involved with, your organizations, that type of thing. So yeah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. So you touched on it briefly. But the, going into the second question, as far as your greatest challenge and uh, what did you, you learn from it is, can you think back to when one of your greatest challenges was and, and what the biggest aha or the big takeaway was for you? 
Man, so many, right? And you're turning the tables on me here. It's like narrowing it down to one single biggest challenge is really tough. Um, so, um, you know, there's 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 been a lot, but, you know, I think maybe one of the most impactful challenges was as a pretty young entrepreneur, I think it was in 2007, we had a very large customer go bankrupt on us and and you know, I had probably 18, 20 guys working around the clock and we knew they were struggling. So we had them on a really tight pay timeline. We had them on a, a seven day pay timeline. So the fact that they owed us $400,000, I mean, we were doing, you know, we were probably doing one, one to one and a half million dollars a month with these guys. They were in trouble with the EPA. It was a big gold mine. And, and basically they were just, you know, trying to, trying to save their company. And anyway, when they shut the doors and went bankrupt, like I said, they owed us $400,000. I had a bunch of employees that were relying on that income and we had been scaling, you know, pretty substantially in the years leading up to that, which is, you know, what you do. I mean, when things are good, you grow your business and when things are bad, you downsize your business. And um, fortunately things had been good, but then all of a sudden, you know, that happened and then um, we're just right on the precipice of 2008. And so that Christmas, Randy, I had to, I had to look 30 some employees in the eye and, and tell them they, you know, they didn't have a job anymore. And then we went to battle trying to, you know, collect this money. And I learned a ton through that experience. Um, I called one of my mentors, um, his name's Barry Lipparelli. He's a, you know, great mentor of mine has taught me a ton. And I just, you know, by the way, as a side note, I borrowed a ton of money from him over the years too, but usually it started with me asking for advice and then him saying, Hey, do you need some help with that? And I'd be like, sure. And, uh, then it got to the point where, you know, we just had a financial relationship where if I need money, I would ask him to do whether it's for a deal or, you know, for a business startup or whatever, but it started out usually me asking for advice. So, you know, if there's any lesson, I'll tell you a couple lessons in this whole thing, but number one, don't be scared to ask for help because usually um, when you're in trouble and you need help the most, we tend to shrink back and we don't want to be honest and we don't want to be vulnerable and we don't want to be authentic. And, and, you know, we want the world to think we have everything together, but it's when you ask for help, like I needed to do that day, Barry came into a conference room and spent half a day with us. Um, just, you know, listing out all of our debt, the money we owed our vendors, um, you know, what our sales projections were going to look like. And he really just helped me kind of sort through that. And, you know, for then from there, I like called up, you know, one of my top vendors that I owed a bunch of money to. And I got on a call with their CFO and and he said, Mike, I heard you wanted to talk to me. Um, I'm guessing this is concerning, you know, Queen Steak, which was the name of the gold mine. I said, yeah. And he said, well, what a situation they owe us. I think they owed them like 2 million bucks or something. So they owed them even more. And, you know, when I, when I got past the fear of talking about it and started having conversations and, you know, confronting this stuff head on. Um, everybody was great. You know, they made payment plans for me. Um, you know, some of it was with promissory notes against real estate that we had owned and all kinds of stuff. But I'm um, really, I think the biggest lesson in all of that is, by the way, as a side note, um, we ended up collecting that money, but the biggest lesson is just hit this stuff head on. You know, you don't see generals in times of battle shrink back. That's when generals shine. And, you know, so for your audience, whether they're, you know, desiring to be entrepreneurs or they already are or whatever it is, it's like, it's the hard times that determine whether, you know, whether you're going to continue to be a leader and what kind of leader you're going to be. And so hitting that stuff head on again, everybody's willing to help once you're authentic and honest about what the real problems are. Um, and I'll say one last thing, just, you know, kind of going through that process. And I said, we got paid. One thing Barry Liparelli always told me was, if you want favor with someone, get in front of them. And he said, I don't care if it's, you know, a client. I don't care if it's a vendor. I don't care if it's a bank. If you want favor with someone, get in front of them because it's a lot harder for them to say no when they're looking you in the eye than it is behind an email or whatever. And 
when that when that mine went bankrupt, I literally one day so the newspaper the newspaper um, basically shared that the CFO of that organization and the CEO had gotten fired and they announced who the interim CFO was. And so I tracked down, I think you'll like this, just tell this real quick. Um, I tracked down the fractional CFO, the not fractional, the interim CFO for that organization from Vancouver, Canada. I was living in Nevada at the time. I And I, well, I tracked down the phone number. And so I, I called the number and I said, hey, can I talk to Sean Heinrichs? This was this guy's name. I'll never forget it, right? Because these experiences burn in your mind. I said, can I talk to Sean Heinrichs? And they're like, yeah, can we ask who's calling? And I said, this is Mike Ayala from Queen Stake in Elko, Nevada. So I didn't really tell him like, you know, who I was. And they're like, hold on one second. And so I'm fully expecting the secretary to get back on and be like, ah, oh, he's not available. This is Sean. And I was like, what? No way. Like I've got, I got the, I got the CFO, the interim CFO on a call who's probably getting bombarded by phone calls, by the way. Um, and I said, Hey, Sean, you don't know me, but I'm one of the vendors from Queen Stake. Um, I'm actually going to be in uh, Vancouver next Wednesday. And just wondering if I could just stop by and talk to you. We're not a huge firm. I, I think at that point in time, I had a hundred and some employees. I said, you know, this, this situation, while I understand you didn't cause it, and I understand that you're dealing with it, this is going to be challenging for all of us. And I'd like to just sit down and, and, and chat with you for a few minutes about what the future looks like. And he says, yeah, Mike, what time are you going to be there? And I said, well, I'm actually coming in Tuesday night and I'm leaving late Wednesday. So you tell me, uh, I'm pretty flexible that day. And he says, how about one o'clock? And I said, great. I'll see you at one o'clock. And I jumped on an airplane and I made my way to Vancouver. And I'll tell you what, we ended up getting paid a lot faster than a lot of our competitors, et cetera, did because, you know, I had that. He actually wrote me a $70,000 check that day. He said, I've got this slush fund of money that I can utilize in the short term. Uh, he wrote me a $70,000 check. So it took the balance from like 430 down to whatever, um, 360 or 350, whatever, whatever the difference was. And, uh, I got paid faster because we chose, I had a relationship with Sean and he was keeping me updated and we chose not to go into a group bankruptcy. I stayed, you know, as part of a se separate group that we're working it out with Queenstake and, and I got paid a lot faster. So anyway, I'll, I'll kick it back to you, but a lot of lessons in there. That is, that is a lot of lessons and a lot of lessons learned obviously through that experience, but then I'm sure you've been able to apply moving forward with different situations as uh, your organizations have grown, even as your family has grown, right? The idea of, of getting in front of the people, tackling it head on uh, versus hiding in the background and waiting for things to, to kind of figure themselves out. I kind of feel like that's kind of where we are in the state of the economy in the world today is that uh, a lot of folks are shrinking back into themselves versus meeting it head on. And yeah, there are some obstacles, but if you address them, find some mentorship and see what happens, right? We're all people just trying to get to a final destination of, of a win-win for both. I know you say that a lot, right? Through, the, uh, through Stephen Covey and the seven habits of highly effective people of getting to a win-win and how important that is. And if you can be the, the person coming to the table with portion of that win-win, right? Yeah, you're going to be able to get a lot better results and a lot faster time set for yourself. And obviously you've proven that through this process. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that's it. awesome. So I know you have 20-year-olds at home, as do I. And one of the passions I have is trying to help that generation that is just getting started, trying to figure out where to go. They're, they're, they've gotten through the, quote unquote, the system, the school system. They might be trying to figure out 
what's real, what isn't real, uh, where to go, where to get started. I know you have your podcast, the Investing for Freedom, but as far as your with your kids, your twenty year old kids, is there anything you find yourself sharing, or you know, if you could look back to your twenty year old self, that uh, any pieces of wisdom that you can think of that you wish you would have known then, that obviously that you've come through with these experiences that you have now. You know, I think we overcomplicate almost everything in life. And, you know, I think a lot of us are looking for, you know, this, this magic bullet, um, some coach, some program, some, you know, shortcut hack, if you will, in even just thinking of that, you know, 20 something, by the way, I love playing video games. I grew up playing video games and played video games with my boys and still, um, I don't have a video game console hooked up in my office, but if I did, it would be really distracting to me. So the concept of cheat codes, if you think about video games, you know, um, for many years, like, um, and I'm sure they still have cheat codes, but, you know, up, up, down, down, left, right, you know, A, B, C, whatever, um, you know, to, to get certain weapons or bypass certain levels or, you know, have this superpower or whatever. These are cheat codes that we do in video games. And I think a lot of times, you know, we're looking for the cheat code in life. And if I had anything to tell my 20 year old self, or if I was talking to, you know, my kids or, you know, a 20 something, or even just somebody forget age, somebody just getting started in whatever it is you want to get started in. We're all looking for the hack. We're all looking for the cheat code to kind of bypass the system. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but the reality is the only way you're really going to learn the lessons is to get in there and learn the lessons. And when you skip, skip or try to skip level one through level seven through a cheat code or, you know, some shortcut or whatever, um, that's great. And I'm not saying you shouldn't try to do that, but the reality is um, you're still going to have to learn the lessons the hard way. And I think the best lessons um, to be learned are from someone else, whether it's with mentorship, whether it is a course, you know, whether it's investing with someone as a partner, there's plenty of people out there that are looking to deploy capital that might want to invest with your audience or, you know, invest in a business with them or whatever. And that's, I, I mentioned this earlier with Barry, I would go to Barry with a problem and he would say, Hey, well, have you thought about this? And he'd usually teach me something and he'd give some ideas and advice. And then, you know, a lot of times he'd say, do you need some money? And he would literally invest in my problem. Right. And if you think about it, if you flip that a little bit um, and you think about it from Barry's perspective, I would much rather invest with someone who I'm able to mentor that I know is teachable, um, that I know is looking, you know, to, I, I don't want to say shortcut because I think, you know, I don't want to confuse the message here. Yes, we should look for cheat codes. Yes, we should look for mentors. Yes, we should look for courses. But the reality is at some point in time, you have to just get off your keister and just start moving and getting things done and start failing. One of my favorite books ever is Failing Forward. And the reason why is because the only reason that I have the success and the only reason that I'm even talking to you today is because I've failed so many times. And so there's a balance between mentors, coaches, programs, trying to get the cheat codes so we don't fail. There's a balance between that and just never doing anything. And at some point in time, you have to stop learning and you have to start moving. You have to start getting into motion and making mistakes and just learning the hard way. And yes, we want to mitigate the size of the mistakes and lose less money if possible. And we do that through mentors, courses, all that kind of stuff. But the reality is at some point in time, you've learned enough and you got to just get moving. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I know you say, or I've heard you say many times that you can't steer a parked car, that you've got to get it moving in order to adjust, right? Uh, your, your three ways of saying that, you know, having the idea and 
as far as tracking and then course correcting and then making sure that you're just pivoting along the way is crucial to getting to the results that you're looking for. And shortcuts, yeah, there are different ways that you can mitigate. You like the word mitigate different uh, challenges and obstacles, but at the same time, yeah, figuring out and taking action, right? Mm -hmm. Getting out there, getting started, trying to figure out what's best, which is I know exactly what you try to do through your Investing for Freedom podcast and the other things that you're involved with as well, the, the Freedom Elite community. Uh, the couples mastermind. So can you take a few minutes? And I know personal freedom is big as far as what you advocate trying to teach and help folks realize what, number one, what's possible, but then what they can do to start taking some of that action. Uh, is there anything that w along with the uh, your podcasts and the other things that you're involved with that you can maybe help folks with as far as pointing them in the right direction? Yeah. So how do we actually achieve personal freedom? There you go. Well, first thing I think you got to figure out is what does that mean to you? Because, you know, in this day and age, especially, um, you know what I love about the United States of America? I mean, it is the most free country that exists. Um, and as many problems as we have, um, this this nation was founded on freedom. And we're not even really that old. It's the most, I don't want to get into a, you know, a, a debate here with any anybody. But like, I, when you look at the miracle of what the United States is, just you know, when you even just think from a history lesson, there's all these years of, you know, the um, uh, Orthodox Church and the, you know, the Catholic Church, and then the King of England decides that they're going to create the Church of England, right, which is basically just a spinoff of the Catholic Church. And when you look at, I mean, just even our entire nation is built on the separation of church and state, because they should be separate, and people should have the freedom of religion and the freedom to worship and the freedom of speech. And um, so I think, again, what's important and the reason why I'm saying all of this is like we live in the most free country ever. And yet so many people are a slave um, to somebody else's, you know, desire for their life or schedule for their life or whatever it is. Like so many people are in bondage to that in the freest country that's ever existed. And I would imagine in the country that has the ability for anyone to be successful. Uh, you know, and so many people would probably say, well, you know, you don't know where I grew up or you don't know what my family was like. Well, I said this in the beginning. <laughs> I didn't grow up in a great family. My dad was lazy. And you know what? Going to McDonald's every six or eight weeks with my grandma was a treat for me because I would get a Happy Meal and I would get that little Lego toy. I still to this day love Legos as an adult man. Like I put Legos together and Kara and the kids would tell you this. I used to tell the kids when I was little, if you talk to anybody that's successful in business, they probably played with Legos when they were little. Um, now, that's not necessarily true anymore. But the reality was like Legos for me represented something and McDonald's represented something for me like, like I just didn't have. I That was an experience. So nobody can tell me that, you know, I grew up living in a mobile home park. Um, I We lived in a one bedroom, one bath with five of us. My parents... Um, at this point in time, my stepdad, my mom, you know, they were working their tails off. They were trying to make a better life for us. And it was one of the greatest experiences I ever had in my life. And now I own a bunch of mobile home parks everywhere. And so nobody can tell me, you know, well, Mike, you don't know what I grew up with and you don't know the challenges. In fact, if you look at most first generation successful entrepreneurs, um, and it's not so much the case anymore, but if you look back in the seventies, eighties and nineties, many first generation successful entrepreneurs were immigrants and so you can't like, you can't look at me and tell me that, you know, oh, it's because you had some kind of special ticket. No, we live in the freest, greatest country um, that has more opportunity than any other country in the nation or in the world 
um, for freedom. I was in Mexico a couple of weeks ago and I was talking to my driver and all he wants is to be able to buy his own car because, you know, he drives, he's a driver, but he has to rent the car on a weekly basis from a guy that owns 20 vehicles that just rents them to drivers. And this guy's like making a ton of money. And so he just, you know, he wants to just be able to buy his own car. And Kara made this comment. She said, man, I can't wait till we get to the point when you hear a need like that, you can just meet it. Like you just, you just invest money in this guy's business um, and, 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 and help him start his business. But I'm thinking about this in Mexico. If, if that guy was in the United States of America, he would, he's not like a, he's, he's not a bum. Like this guy works his butt off. If he was in the United States of America, he would right, drive on down to the GM dealership and he would buy himself a Suburban, you know, with two or $3,000 down instead of having to pay cash. But in Mexico, you have to pay cash for vehicles. There's no financing there. Same thing with real estate. There's very little financing. So in the United States of America, money is inexpensive. Um, you know, investors are lined up left and right. There's more people with money in the United States than, than anywhere in the world. And yet we're making excuses. So let me get to the question. Um, when you when you really when you really think about this, that's why I said first you have to design what does freedom look like to you. What does it really mean to you? Because it's different for everybody. And usually, usually there's an away energy that most people would start with. Why do you want financial freedom? Well, most people would say because I'm tired of not being able to do X Y Z. Because I'm sick and tired of not having to you know, not being able to go see Jimmy's game, or I'm sick and tired of not being able to have my weekends off when I want, or I'm sick and tired of not being able to take my family on a vacation, but we need to flip that. We need to stop thinking about what we're running away from. And we need to change our energy toward, okay, well, what would freedom look like to you? What would that mean? And for me, like an early way that I heard this was freedom to me, financial freedom to me is, can be measured in the number of days that I don't have to go to work or that I can take off. You know, for me, freedom, and I'll bring this back to what I said earlier, relationships, experiences, and memories, REM. Almost everybody that's listening to this podcast right now, even if you challenged me on this, if you really sat with this, freedom to you probably has something to do with relationships with someone, experiences that you want to have that you feel like you currently can't have, and memories that you want to create with those people. And yes, there's a whole bunch of things outside of that. I got a vision, you know, a vision board sitting right over here that has all my things on it. I want a Porsche and I want this certain, you know, Rolex that has a meteorite background and all the things that I want. You know what? That's great. You should be rewarded um, for, for doing amazing things in the world. But really what matters to me, Randy, is the time that I get to spend with my wife and my children and friends. And, you know, we just got back, like I was saying, from Mexico City and Kara and I and all three of my kids and the boys girlfriends, Dylan's fiance and, and, uh, you know, Tim's girlfriend. And I'll tell you, when I look back at memories on Facebook or whatever it is, and, you know, many of them are filled with trips that we took as a family, but also many of them are filled with extended family, meaning each one of the kids had a friend with them sitting with us in Mexico or California or on a lake trip in the summer. And we were able to also provide experiences and memories for kids that may have never, you know, maybe they've never experienced this. Maybe they never sat at the dinner table every single night. You know, freedom to me was literally missing very few dinners as my children were growing up. We had dinner together almost every night. So we always focus on the how. How am I going to, you know, get to financial freedom? And it's usually through real estate or business or, you know, some sort of passive investing. 
or, you know, getting a better job or, you know, saving more money or whatever, whatever you subscribe to, whether it's, you know, Dave Ramsey or, or Kiyosaki or Ken McElroy, doesn't matter. We're always focused on the what, but what I would challenge your audience with first is like, who is it? You know, what is it? We can always talk about the how we're going to get there, but shifting that energy from like, I'm just so sick and tired of, you know, I wish I could just take my kids to Disneyland, you know, twice a year instead of every three years. Well, that's a good start but shift the energy. I want to be able to invest for freedom because freedom to me is, you know, if one of the kids wants to go to Disneyland or if one of the kids is hurting and, and needs me to just take a day off, literally one time Dylan was struggling in his business like three or four years ago. And I said, I told Kara, I said, you know, I think I just need to get away with Dylan for a couple of days. It was Sunday. So I go into Dylan and I said, Hey, do you want to take a few days off and go snowboarding? We'll go hit the slopes and just, you know, regroup. He's like, yeah, when I said, how about like, go just go pack your bag. Let's go. Um, you know, so I'm able to take a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off. To me, that's freedom. And yes, we could talk about a million ways to make that money, but really identifying first, what does freedom actually mean to you is the most important part of that equation. That's, that's, uh, super valuable. And I appreciate you sharing that for sure. When it comes to those relationships, I know you say a lot of times that you're working towards stacking humans or stacking those relationships and the importance of getting in a room with people that are either like-minded or even that that could possibly be challenging you, right? Mm -hmm. With your thoughts, try to expand and that type of thing. I know you've had great experiences with getting yourself into rooms to meet and surround yourself with people that are taking you to different levels uh, with those relationships. Can you talk a little bit about that? I know Go Abundance is a big influence in your life. And uh, just the, the idea, uh, for me personally growing up, I wasn't exposed to the fact or the idea that you can gain those relationships that can turn into those experiences and those memories, right? And that gives you the the who, right? The, the, what you were just kind of relating to there. So can you talk a little bit about the uh, getting in the rooms with these folks that are going to help you grow, help you expand, build those relationships? Yeah. The, the first thing I'll say with that is, you know, everybody knows the amazing, you know, Jim Rohn quote, uh, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with, right? Um, but one thing I've kind of shifted around that, Randy, is like, you know, if, if I identify a group of people that I want to get around and, you know, they're performing at a certain level that I want to be at, which is usually why we want to get with them. It's not because they're making more money. Maybe that's the case for some of you, but it's never been the thing for me. I want to, you know, get around people that are like-minded in certain areas. And, you know, usually money's a byproduct of that. Um, but here's the question that I have to ask. And I've said this, you know, for years, I've thought about this. When I think about going into the room, um, really one of the main reasons to get in the room is knowledge, experience, relationships, all those things that you know you're going to get. And that's why we pay to be in the room. You pay to be in a mastermind because the person that's usually putting that mastermind on has had some level of success in whatever area it is that you want in life. Even, you know, we talk about the couple's mastermind. Um, there's not a requirement for success being in the couple's mastermind, although you know, the price point and what it requires to be in there and the commitment of time automatically just suggests that you have some level of freedom and financial freedom in your world too. But why are we all surrounded? Because we want to be with other couples that are, yes, doing big things in life, but they're making their marriage a priority. And so you're always usually looking for this common theme in the mastermind. But when we think about that, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If we want to talk about a cheat code, the fastest way um, to kind of weed through all of that is to find a mastermind or a community that you pay to be in, again, to learn a skill, 
to be around other people that are like you. You just have to get really clear again on what it is that you're looking for. And I think some of those are values conversations because yes, we can join a mastermind that's around writing a book or an Amazon store or you know investing in mobile home parks or whatever. But if there's 10 of those masterminds around investing in mobile home parks, I'm looking for the values alignment. I'm looking to invest in somebody's mastermind that inspires me and that I want to be like too. So I don't think it's just about the product or the tool that gets us to the money we want. It's the values alignment. And so here's the question around the five people that you spend the most time with that I always chew through. Why would those five people, if I walked up to those five people, they're standing in a circle and I say, hey guys, I want to be part of your five because I want to level up my average. And I know that you guys are further along than me. And I think you guys could do a really good thing for my average. That feels like a really real uh, a taking away aspect of that. And so I've always asked myself the question, why would these five people let me into their circle? Because if it's true that, that, that you know, if they're performing at a higher level, whatever it is, financial, emotional, marriage, relationships, whatever, if it's true that they're performing at a higher level and you're down here and you come into their world, then it isn't also true that you could lower their average. If we're the average of the five people we spend the most time with and we allow one other, you know, loser into, I don't think anybody's a loser, but we let somebody that's going to lower our average down into our group. Like, why would we do that? And so then it always has challenged me to think, you know, who do I have to become? Who do I have to show up as? Not that I'm saying that we need to be somebody that we're not, but you can't just jump from zero to hero. You can't jump from being in the million dollar club to being in the hundred million dollar club. It doesn't happen that way. You have to put in the work. It's impossible to steer a parked car. And so, you know, I think people are looking for this shortcut again. And I'll just challenge you when I really start looking for a new group, a new mastermind, a new place to be. Yes, you're going to invest money. Yes, you're going to invest time. But you also have to invest in showing up as your true self and really be intentional when you show up there you know, not only am I here to take something away, I need to get something. You know, if I'm going to pay 10,000 or 50,000 or 100,000 to be in a mastermind, of course you want to get something. But also, I don't want to just be a consumer. I want to create value as well. And I think people miss out on that. The fastest way to be able to get in these rooms and get everything you need is to get really clear on what it is you need and then show up and lead with as much value as you possibly can. And I think people miss that. What I always want when I join a mastermind or a group or anything else, I want to leave that after a year, two years, three years, and know that I'm now friends with the person that is leading that group, the people that are in that group. And so again, I think it's more of a values conversation than anything. Because if you truly join that group, yes, I want to get skill sets. Yes, I want to get knowledge. Yes, I want to get contacts. Yes, I want things shortcutted, but I want to leave as friends. And so I think the values alignment part of that is the most important. And by the way, you know this from being around us. I think it's the same the other way too. I will never let someone in my mastermind that I don't want to be friends with. And that's an honest statement um, because if I can't see actually, you know, wanting to grow with you for an entire year and then be friends afterwards, it's not a fit. It's not a fit for you and it's not a fit for me. So I think we're asking the wrong questions sometimes. Um, you know, yes, we're you need to know what you're going to get out of a mastermind as far as like the how, you know, how do I scale an Amazon business faster or whatever it is. But more importantly, like who do I have to become in order to really achieve my full potential of being in here and being with those people and to really just achieve my full potential. And I think mostly it's a values question. Which is exactly where I believe when we met 
because we didn't officially meet face to face until November of last, this last year, I would say. But through our experiences or my experience of, of following you for several years with your podcasts and things, I felt like I, I, our values, my values with your family, with your wife, how you showed up, it was you put on my radar, this is somebody that I need to get into the room to be around, whatever that meant. And that was in my mind for probably almost definitely months, if not even a year or two. And the opportunity came up for me to come and my wife, me and my wife to come visit with you and, and Kara and the family uh, and, and a, another group of individuals. And I told you from the very first time we met, I told you, I was like, Mike, I feel like I know you. You don't know me at all. You have no idea about who I am, but I feel like I know you. And I felt like I could bring value to you as a husband, as a father, as a fellow entrepreneur. Uh, trying to figure it out as we go, trying to stack some relationships, right? So it's those values that drew me to you, which then has allowed us to hopefully we'll be able to contribute together, right? Uh, I know that that in full transparency, Stacy and I are part of your uh, couples mastermind, and we've had a fantastic time getting to learn and grow as as a couple with you and Kara and your family and those types of things as well. But it's those values. That is, like you said, is the key ingredient, I believe, to be able to make sure that you're in the right room, but then you're also contributing to the people in the best way possible moving forward, for sure. Yeah, such a good point. I love it. Excellent. So I know that one big mission of yours is to develop these communities, to develop these, uh, whether it's the couple's mastermind, you also have an individual for, for males to come along. Uh, learn from you, learn from your experiences, pick your brain. Uh, you call it the free, the freedom elite community. Uh, it's something that also that I've been involved in and, and the amount of wisdom and the value that you bring uh, with the Ask Mike Anythings by themselves have been, for me, have been so valuable to the point where having this podcast, doing the po this podcast right now is, is a, is a, a example of asking questions and be able to pick your brain from your experiences, that type of thing. Can you take a minute, talk about those communities that you're working to build, uh, whether it be the Freedom, Freedom Elite or even with Kara and the Couples Mastermind? You know, it's, it's funny because when one of my mentors, um, when I told him the price point on the private community um, for men, the Freedom Elite, it's $199 a month. Um, and he said, dude, you're nuts. And here's the thing for me. Um, when I look at the Freedom Elite community, and I'll be honest with your audience, one of the reasons why I do it and at that price point is because I want to help um, as many people as possible. And yes, there's upper price points. I mean, the you know, as you know, the couple's mastermind is nothing to shake a stick at. It's a it's a big investment. Um, and also, you know, when we talk about business, um, our minimum investment in most of our funds is a hundred thousand dollars, and you have to be an accredited investor. And you know, there. When I think about all of that, I love doing that. And I love making money together with my investors and I love building businesses. But also, you know, what gets me up every single day is helping to, you know, when you see somebody that the light bulb comes on, or when you talk to someone that says, I have an investor who has invested, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a decent amount of money with me, probably uh, more, than, more than a quarter million in less than a year. And I've known this guy for years. He was a vendor of mine. And I, I, he was actually, 
he's a very, very smart guy and he's been very successful in life. And, you know, for a while we, we didn't, we, we weren't really in communication. And then he reached out to me and he said, Hey, I found your podcast and I've been listening to this. And he literally told me the other, so we've had great relationships. We've reconnected, had a lot of phone calls. He even did, we do a father son mastermind at Lake Powell for dads and sons and him and his son came and spent, you know, three days with me and my son at Lake Powell. And he told me the other day, he said, Mike, you know, I'm sure you hear this all the time, but I can't even begin to thank you for the impact that you've had on my life, you know, with your podcast and just helping me to see the truth. And, and now we're, we're like, you know, he's a client of mine. I was a client of his and, but, but we're friends. And so the, you're, I wanted to set the stage with that because that's why I do it for $199 a month. And I wanted to, you know, let everybody know that like, um, it's not for the $199 because I could make a lot more money and, you know, spending five hours a week doing other things, but there's nothing like having someone who, you know, would possibly be interested in the freedom elite community. And by the way, this is for people that just want to be better in life that even if 199 is a stretch for you, if you're a man and you want to be around guys that, you know, are, some of them are W and two employees that are just looking, trying to figure out how do I create more passive income? Um, some of them make 50,000 a year. Some of them make 500,000 a year. There's doctors in there. There's, you know, real estate investors. There's people that own their own businesses, but some people that join this community are just wanting to figure out, I don't even know anything about investing. So I built this community that isn't just for accredited investors, because this is the thing that I think is unfair. Robert Kiyosaki wrote a book called Unfair Advantage. And it's true. There's an unfair advantage out there. If you are not an accredited investor already, it's really, really hard for you to get access to deals that are really going to make you money. And if you don't have money to invest in a 10 or 15 or $25,000 real estate mastermind, it's an unfair advantage because you don't already have that money. The people that have the money are able to invest in more of their education and get invested in communities like GoBundance, which is one of my favorite communities. You have to be accredited to get into it though. And so there's all these people that are like, I don't have any money to invest, but like, how do I get started? If you can't afford 199, figure out how to afford 199 a month and join something like the Freedom Elite because you will not find a community like that at that price point anywhere. Um, and again, it's because I have a passion and I'm fully convinced that, you know, I have some ulterior motives around this. If I can help 100 people in a paid community like that, that's 100 people that are not reaching out to me that I'm saying no to on Instagram because somebody wants to pick my brain. I get those phone calls a lot. And the reality is you have to pay to play at whatever level you're at. And so that's the only advice that I can really give around sharing the Freedom Elite. At some point in time, I have invested over, I guarantee over a million dollars in travel, masterminds, learning, education. And I will continue to do that because we never stop learning and we never stop growing. So if you can't afford to invest $199 in your future, um, then I, I don't know that I don't know that there's help. Guys, if you're out there, if this is resonating with you at all, we will have links in the show notes to where you can go learn about the Freedom Elite community. At the very least, go find the Investing for Freedom podcast. Listen to Mike. Listen to his guests. But get inside of this Freedom Elite community. I can speak from experience. The value that he's providing is far greater than this $199 a month. If the $199 a month is the barrier, there's bigger issues to be addressed, which we can talk about those things as well. But at the same point, 
you've got one thing that I have learned, and I've learned this on my own, is you've got to get into the room with folks that are doing bigger things than you are currently doing, if that's your desire. If you're looking to get to the next level, I don't care if it's in business, I don't care if it's in relationships, if it's even starting a podcast, get in the room with folks that are doing it already. And yes, it's going to cost you some money. Yes, it's going to take some time. But I'm telling you, if you show up to provide value, make it a reciprocal relationship, you will be amazed in a very relatively short period of time how quickly you will get that back. So make sure, go to the Freedom Elite community, learn more about it. Just get signed up. Just get signed up. I know Mike has an offer where he will just, if you don't, if it's not working, pay as you go. If you don't like it, you opt out. It's not a commitment, but I'm telling you, you will get more value out of it than you can ever imagine. You're also, and I don't want to take up any more time. I know you're a very busy guy. I know you've got another thing to run to. So as far as the uh, couples mastermind, I think you uh, have possibly some things coming up with that as well. Is there anything you'd like to touch base on with you and Kara also? Yeah, we're actually really excited because as you know, The couples mastermind is for five couples and we spend an entire year together. Can't take more than five couples. And that's how it's been the last couple of years. But this year we decided to flip it on its head. And actually, I don't know when this episode's launching, but April 2nd, uh, we are opening up a virtual online community for couples um, that will be, uh, you know, drastically discounted. We're going to do a lot of the same things that we would do in the normal couples mastermind will have monthly calls. We'll bring in speakers. We're going to go over a scorecard that you and your spouse can do together. We'll have breakout rooms where the guys get together with me and the girls get together with Kara. Obviously we can't provide the same amount of value that we would in a $50,000 couples mastermind, but this price point is going to be, it's similar to the other one, uh, the other online community. It's we've set the price point at a place that's pretty inexpensive because we want to impact more couples and we want to build this community. It's on a great platform called Mighty Networks. You'll be able to, like when when you have access, you can communicate to other or with other couples, access to all the recordings. Again, we're going to bring in the same speakers that we would bring for the couples mastermind into the monthly calls. Um, And then we're just flipping the couples mastermind to a little different version next year. Um, We'll we'll still have, you know, travel and all, all that kind of stuff. Also, this is exciting. For those of you that love or have seen the couples mastermind trips, we are launching a September trip that's going to be for only couples that are in the mastermind or the online community. So you'll be able to access that as well. Uh, um, but yeah, we're excited about the online community because not we can only spend you know that intimate time with five other couples a year. But with this online community, we'll be able to you know be around and impact hundreds of couples. And I believe at the end of the day that you know marriage is probably the number one thing. That union, strong husbands and wives working together, performing together, doing life together is probably the number one thing that has been attacked in the last you know 100 years. Um, it's eroding the fabric of, I'm not saying that everybody needs to get married. I'm, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not saying you need to have kids. But the reality is strong families are at the foundation of any strong you know, country, uh, community, anything that exists. Uh, you know, there's that old saying that behind every, you know, amazing man is an amazing woman. I, I don't, I don't believe that. Um, there's, I, I get the premise behind it, but the reality is when you see a, an amazing husband and an amazing wife together, they usually just go off and do amazing things. And so, you know, it just happens to be that one of them is probably more in the, in the spotlight than the other one many times, but yeah, we're excited about the online community because we just want to impact and help more couples, you know, find that freedom and, and there's just 
you know, talk about cheat codes. Um, there's some amazing cheat codes when you join a community like that. So absolutely. So once again, folks, this time for guys and gals, if you have a spouse and this is something that is of interest of you, I will have also the notes or the links to the uh, couples mastermind as well. This community that is going to be forming here very soon. That once again, the value you will gain from these other couples, including Mike and Kara, is going to be well worth the price of admission. So I, I definitely recommend check it out, get involved, start building some relationship capital in your life and watch the results roll in. Well, Mike, this has been a fantastic conversation. I truly appreciate your time. I appreciate the wisdom that you've shared. Is there any final parting wisdom that you'd like to share once more before we, we wrap it up here today? No, I think, you know, I already said it, just get really clear on what your freedom is, what it means to you, because all the other things, you'll find what you need. You'll find the community, you'll find the mentors, you'll find the mastermind, but you got to get clear first on what it is that you really want and happy to be a part of that. And um, yeah, just here to help. Absolutely. So go out there and get some clarity, folks. Get some clarity. Go out there, have a fantastic day, work on becoming more, and we will check you next time in the next episode. Have a fantastic day now. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me on the Rich Mind Podcast. I hope you found a ton of value in this episode. If so, I'd really appreciate a five-star review. And you can also share it with your family and friends. And as my mentor Jim Roden shared with me, in order to have more, you must first become more. And in order to become more, you must work harder on yourself than you do on your job. So go out there today and work harder on yourself and become more and build the life of your dreams. Until next time, my friends.